Hello and welcome back to my little corner of Oklahoma education. It's a cold, rainy October day in Oklahoma. I guess our first little wintry weather advisory is going to be tomorrow on Monday. And uh, ooh, bless those little children who are going out on Halloween to in search of sweet treats. But ooh, won't be me. I think I'll just be uh, holing up and trying to stay warm. I think my wife is currently making some uh, potato and leek soup. So... Maybe have some of that leftovers. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. It's been it's been a couple of weeks. Um, for the most part, it's I don't know. It's been good. We're just like I said before, going with the flow, getting into the swing of things, and um, trying to figure out what happens next. We got some testing coming up in a week or so. All of the sophomores will be taking the pre-ACT, uh, and I'll you know. It's going to be what it's going to be. Some of them are going to be like, hey, this is an opportunity. I'm curious what this is. Everyone talks about the ACT. What do I got to do? Some of them are going to be like, uh, it's just another thing these dang adults are wanting me to do. And uh, we'll just handle it. Which, uh, that's also something else I've been I've been thinking about is, you know, as a teacher, how I'm supposed to interact and work with students. And, and it's kind of, uh, it was in a, a message I heard recently, especially in regards to like, um, you know, Jesus and his disciples and how they were, um, he kind of, you know, they doubted him sometimes. They didn't, you know, he was saying, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do, this is how it's going to be. And they were like, yeah, but, and I think I've also heard it in philosophical terms brought up in the sense of um, you, you shouldn't, don't just, don't just talk philosophy, embody it. Like, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. And um, I've been thinking about that lately. And it's like, I feel like I do that. It can always improve because it's, and it's in, in simple things. You know, if you ask them to stay off their phone, you should stay off your phone. If you ask them to say, pay attention, then you should pay attention. And um, I've always strived to do that because that's like a big goal of mine is don't be a hypocrite. And I don't feel like it's, um, I don't feel like it's uh, too difficult to do that. But I think more than anything, the embodiment part is, I just think teaching is just, extension of who I am. It's like I'm, I want to be that example for others, whether it be for my wife or my son or my friends or my family, but I want to be that example for my students as well. So it's not, it. maybe that's why it feels like teaching and working in the profession just comes easier for me. It feels natural. And I, I hear some colleagues through the years make complaints about different things and it's just kind of like, eh, this is what comes with it. It's like, this is what I like doing. And it came up this week because we were finishing up our current unit and we were talking about the enlightenment and how they were all about thinking and sharing ideas. And we spoke about how they were thinking about there's a different type of government that might be better than or what is the role of government because they've been dealing with absolute monarchs and how, you know, what's the role, role of government? Is it to, you know, control people, make them better, or is it to protect rights? And I was talking to class that that's kind of the um, argument that's still going on today with a lot of adults that they see on those political talk shows, whether they realize it or not. And I kind of joked towards the end, I had showed him a picture of one of those uh, salons where the philosophs would get together and discuss. And I told them, it's like, man, don't tempt me with a good time. Sit around talking about ideas, talking about the books you read and how they just discovered this new beverage from the age of exploration, coffee. And it's like, man... Sounds like an amazing time sitting around drinking coffee, talking about ideas. And I, and I think that's where that, hopefully, that embodiment of who I am, don't just talk about 
what and how things should be, but live it. Because that's that's what I want. That's what I want my class to be eventually. We gotta set up the the standards, the the procedures, but in the end it's like let's just let's just talk. Let's let's figure things out. And that happened quite a bit this week. We were uh, going through some different ideas and they're kinda like, wait, is that what this is? And what about this or that? And um, especially with some things in the news, and it was an opportunity to kinda talk about it and work through it. And yeah, in a couple classes, maybe we didn't get as through an activity as I normally would have, but it's just like, eh, that's okay. We had a good conversation. We're we're being patient with each other. And speaking of patience, you know, sometimes it, I guess it's the idea of um, not everyone knows you, not everyone understands, they're going to doubt, they're not going to be sure, and just leave room for that. Just I mean, leave room for it. It's going to happen. Not everyone's going to agree with you. Not everyone's going to understand. Some people, maybe they hear something about you or maybe uh, like they see something in your classroom uh, and they're not quite sure what that is or about. And and maybe, hopefully, sometimes they'll come and talk and say, hey, what's up with that? But sometimes they won't. And that's okay. And it, it says more about them than it says about you, that that doubt that happens. And I've, I've always uh, liked that if poem by Rudyard Kipling about, you know, Leave room for doubt, but don't let that, the, the doubt that other people have, but don't let that bring you down. I can't remember the line off the top of my head right now, but I have it on a poster towards the back of my room. I might go read it again tomorrow morning as a good reminder. And then the other thing, um, we had a speaker come and talk to us a, a few weeks back, uh, well, about a month ago, uh, about the idea of you know setting your standards and what equity is just setting your standards and don't moving them. It doesn't matter what students you have coming in, what demographics you come in, have coming in. You set your standards, you don't move them. And I've kind of been thinking about like, what are my like five, like my top five things that I want to have happen in class. And these are the things that I, I would strive for all students to, to push towards and meet. And I'm not going to budge. Like you will rise to these standards, but they will not come down to you. And I think in the end, what I uh, settled on are these. Um, Reading skills. They're important, and my students will be better at their reading skills um, by the time they end class with me. Um, And that's it. It's like there's no negotiating on that. Um, Number two would be writing skills. You are going to be better at your reading and writing skills by the time you leave class. And if you think you can coast by... I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm, I'm going to reiterate each day when you're just like, Ugh, like, hey, we need to do this. And I feel like that's an easy standard to, to keep and argue for because while most of them won't grow up to be historians or history teachers, they do need reading and writing skills out there in the world. So that's, that's two, one and two. Number three, I think I'll go with um, human skills. I've heard it called soft skills before, but uh, my little, one of my favorite authors, YouTuber guys, Simon Sinek has talked about how he doesn't like that because we call them soft skills as if they aren't super hard to manage. Human skills, that back and forth between someone else, that exchange of ideas, which can be rough sometimes. I was talking with a debate teacher about the idea of a marketplace of ideas and how you're supposed to, at least he and I, think that's that's what we're supposed to be striving for. We should be able to talk about ideas. You don't have to accept all of them because some of them maybe not work for you. I'll be honest, some of them are just kind of kooky out there in the world and you shouldn't have to accept them but you you can and should be aware of them and understand that other people might have them and maybe understand why they would have them even if we don't agree with them 
but that human skills, just interacting with other people that you wouldn't normally interact with. Maybe they're not your friend, but you can sit down and do some work with them in class. You know, that's the same thing out in the world. You're going to have coworkers you're not friends with. They just work at the same place you do. And you're going to have to sit down and do some work with them. So human skills, number three. Number four, effort usually means better outcomes. I want them to understand that. Like, if you put effort into something, you're usually going to get better outcomes. And I say usually because I'm not going to be all pie in the sky and be like, if you do work, it's going to turn out for you. No. (laughs) Sadly, sometimes not. Life happens. But more often than not, the results you get are kind of a direct correlation to the effort you put in. The, the, the reflection, the mindfulness, the effort. And effort, again, yeah, I say that. Reflection and mindfulness too. Because I think effort, we think action. We got to, no, it's not necessarily action. It's the, the thought process, the mindfulness that you put into it. And I want them to see that. It always kind of bugs me, but I understand why sometimes when they do well on something or do better and they'll be like, oh, thanks, Mr. Farnham. Thanks for, you know, thanks for helping me out with my grade. And it's like, I, I didn't do it. I was just here. You, like you chose to come in and put the effort into getting this right. You chose to put in the effort all along during class to get the grade. And it's like, when they say like, you gave me an A, it's like, no, no, I didn't. You get, you know, you gave me a B. And it's like, no, no, I didn't. I was just here to help facilitate your effort. And I was talking with a, a former student, he's a senior, and he was talking about that. He goes to CV Tech, wants to go into the trades, and he was talking about how he sees that a lot too, that some of the guys are kind of complaining about uh, their instructor or like, oh, this is hard work, but you know, they're just in it for the money. And he was kind of like baffled by the idea that they seem to think that just by showing up, you know, they're going to be able to get what they want. And he's like, you know, you want that big paycheck, you're going to have to put in some work. And... So I feel like that solidified for me in this recently, the idea that um, they need to know that effort usually turns into better outcomes. Um, that's a direct correlation there. And I think the, what am I at? That's four? Yeah. Reading skills will be better. Writing skills will be better. Human skills will be better. And then effort usually means better outcomes. I think the last one is uh, history can be, interesting and instructive um i think yeah i've talked about that a lot with uh, some colleagues before but just this idea that history isn't just memorizing names of dates you got to put yourself in it um we were talking about the uh age of absolutism we were talking about how you know, for example i think it was thursday we were talking about how england uh was arguing over about who was going to have the power the king or parliament and they went back and forth and had a civil war um had a restoration and then eventually went with a different king but ultimately, they decided it's going to be shared. And I, I kind of use Great Britain as an example because unlike other countries in Europe who for quite a while were killing each other for arguing over who is the right or wrong version of Christian and then getting into arguments as we're about to get into the French Revolution in class, getting into arguments about who's going to maintain the power. But at some point, Great Britain just stopped arguing about that and started focusing on growth. And I kind of reminded them, it's like, this isn't about memorizing names and dates and answering questions on the study guide. This is something that it can apply, can apply to them. You know, maybe if you're not so wrapped up in drama, you can actually grow and improve. Maybe there's some things that, sure, other people can argue about, but you don't have to. You don't have to get involved in that nonsense. Um, and you can focus on what you need to and grow. And at the time, 
man, did they uh, make fun of England as just an island of merchants? Like they're just business people. They aren't cool people sitting back at their manor house looking over their property. And sure, it was an insult, but they became like the British Empire by focusing on that. And and there's just so many examples of that. It's just don't don't focus on the names and dates. This can be interesting. Put yourself in it. It can be in, intriguing. And I know this mindset in working with students in history works because I inevitably I always hear each year students talk about like, I realized I liked history, you know, I was like, oh, good, because that was kind of one of my goals. Um, and then sadly, I do have some students through the years who um, I was joking, uh, students joking with me earlier this week about how they're in an AP history class and they're struggling a bit because AP history classes require a different form of academic skills. It's not just the content and being excited about the content. It's also about uh, the writing skills and like memorizing names and dates and, and prep work before you come to class. And they were frustrated and they joked and they said, you know, I'm struggling this class and I, it's kind of your fault. And I was like, oh yeah, how's that? And they told me it's because last year they had such a good time in class. They realized it was interesting and then that they could learn something from it. And it wasn't just about names and dates. And I guess they took that correlation a little further. Like, well, history could be interesting, which I'm glad they saw that. But I think it also has to be about your approach. But that's with a lot of things in life. Um, it's about your approach. Nothing out there is inherently like good or bad. It's about your approach. And hopefully they can see that with the, my little fifth standard there. How are you... How are you going about approaching this? Because in this case, you thought maybe since middle school, um, when you had to do all these worksheets or you basically, basically were required to become a human copy machine as you were copying uh, maps and with states or capitals or rivers onto a piece of paper, or you're memorizing names and dates and you're like, oh, who wants to do this? I mean, seriously, that's what Google's for. But then they run into me and hopefully I show them it's more than that and that they can see themselves in these stories and hopefully they can find inspiration for how to avoid problems or once you find yourself in them how to solve them because i know that's what i try to do find that inspiration i'm not going to be here on this planet all too long i don't have enough time to make all the mistakes myself um i need to see examples and why not why not look at people in the past and groups and countries in the past and see myself in it and avoid that to hopefully have a, a slightly better version of uh of events than it could have been but yeah i think that's where i'm at it's been a bit had fall break we're back on the swing of things uh i'm seeing more and more how uh, my teaching is hopefully just me embodying who I am and how I want to be. And then I think I'm, I'm glad I finally figured out my, my five standards because that really is, that does sum up like why I am the way I am. It's not about names and dates. It's not about test scores. It's always been about if I had to really sum it up in one, it's all about helping them become a better version of themselves. They're going to leave in May even just, even if just slightly, they're going to leave in May better than when they showed up in August. And uh, I like to think I had a small part to play in that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
I'm getting cold. I smell soup. I think I'm going to go try to solve that problem. Uh, Stay warm out there. And as always, have a day.